Back with you on the one-on-one halftime report. I'm Pat Costello, joined now by the Atlantic 10 Commissioner Bernadette McGlade. Bernadette, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Pat. It's great to be here. What is it that brings you here today? Uh, The game. Looking forward to it. I try to get out to all the campuses and obviously see all of our teams. And, you know, so this was the uh, scheduled weekend to be here to see the Rams. And then I'm also going to spend the night and I'll see the women play tomorrow. Uh, They're, what, facing Dayton, who's fighting for number one in the league. So good weekend. Right. Good good weekend for sure. Senior night or senior day, rather, I guess, for the Rams uh, women tomorrow. I want to ask you about it's getting towards the end of the season, so obviously we have to start thinking about the NCAA tournament and stuff like that. I saw that it was projected that only two bids would be given to the A-10 this year. Uh, It would be the least amount since 2007. Uh, Why do you think that is, basically? Well, I think the parity in the league right now has been unbelievable. As you know, um, you know, look at it. With your win, um, coming off of the win at Rhode Island just a couple of days ago, I think that um, there's no easy games in the A-10. And we've got two outstanding teams right now that are really getting the job done, and that's VCU and Dayton. And, you know, we have several other teams that are easily could win our championship. And as you know, every conference is only guaranteed their AQ. And then anything after that is extra on an at-large. But... I think it's a year right now where we have a lot of teams that are rebuilding and um, hopefully we'll have a great tournament in Pittsburgh and hope for the best. And last year it seemed like St. Bonaventure was going to be a team that would sneak into the tournament. Didn't manage to happen. Uh, What do you think of that when they didn't manage to make it in? Well, you know, I made a comment, an official statement immediately after the um, bracket was announced last year. I think that Bonnie's obviously, they were a 29 RPI and history over the last whatever 49 years has proven that 99 percent of the teams that have an rpi of 30 or better will get into the bracket so it was just an unfortunate situation i think the committee looked at their quarterfinal loss which was only it was an overtime loss to davidson um and it it really hurt them at the end of the day and you know it was no consolation for st bonaventures when they got the number one seed in the nit but you know, there are things that you just have to move forward on. You just have to go forward and uh, work harder the next year. Historically speaking, the A-10 has always been a league that sends two or three or potentially even four teams to the tournament. What do you think, why is it, do you think, rather, that they've been able to be so successful and be able to sustain the success? Well, you know, we have a uh, scheduling policy with all of our schools, um, and we put guidelines in place. And you know, you can't really just decide you want to be a great basketball-centric league. The A-10, that's what we are known for. And right now, as coaches are building their schedules for next year and the year after, that's when you've got to be thinking about your position if you want to be an at-large contender. So it can't really happen during the current season. You have to prepare for it. You have to schedule unbelievable non-conference opponents. And at the end of the day, you've got to beat teams in November and December. Absolutely right. Um do you feel as though the A-10 doesn't get the respect that it sometimes deserves? Well, I think we get a lot of national respect. And um, the fact that, you know, this past weekend or this past week, I guess Wednesday, when they most of the uh, bracket pundits started to say it looks like we only have two at-large teams, you know, at the end of the day, they're kind of right. Um, because the other teams that are in contention, we've got Bonnie's, we've got Richmond that are breathing down Dayton and BCU's next, but they've got work to do. Um, and Rhode Island, too. These are teams that are outstanding teams, but unfortunately, 
they took some losses in November and December that they probably wish they didn't. A couple years ago, a lot was made out of the conference shuffles that were going on, a lot of teams going in different places. What was it that allowed the A-10 to remain so strong? Well, I would like to say it was our strategic positioning. I mean, I was working extremely hard on it the year before the realignment started, and then we had the full attention of our presidents. As you know, for a new member to be admitted to any conference, you have to have presidential involvement. And our council of presidents, Father McShane, you're here at Fordham, is a key member on that. And our presidents were 100% available. They were totally dialed into what was happening on a national level. And we were able to move quickly um, and be able to, you know, secure the institutions that were good matches for the A-10 when you take a look at uh, VCU and uh, George Mason and Davidson and even Butler, even though they were in for just a short in and out. Um, they're good, good A-10 profile institutions. And I want to flip over to the women's side now and talk a little bit about that. The women, it seems in my opinion, is a little bit weaker than the men. I'm not sure if that's completely accurate. I don't cover the women nearly as much, but in your opinion, what would, how would you compare the women to the men yeah right now our men we've been seven in the rpi nationally and now we're eight nationally out of 32 the women have historically been around eight and this year we're 12 nationally so it's the first time that we've gone above the 10 rpi level which takes us out of the top third of the conferences um again i think that's something that we are very aware of right now and i hope it's just a blip in the screen um i hope it's just that we have a lot of our schools that are rebuilding and that next year we'll be right back into the top 10 and hopefully the top 8 RPI. And, again, it's no different on the women's side. You've got to build a heck of a non-conference schedule, and then at the end of the day you've got to beat teams. Absolutely. And I think our coaches know that. So um, be interesting to see how the tournament is starting, and you all, Fordham, will be hosting a first-round game, what, Sunday a week from now. I believe so, mm -hmm. yeah. I yeah. Believe that, uh, yep, mm -hmm. I believe that's right. So much in women's basketball is made of, up of the top five or six teams and how good they are, particularly UConn. How hard is it to compete as the A-10 compared to some of those schools when at the top of the lead, or at the top of the standings, rather, there are so many really, really good teams? Well, you know, UConn has just separated themselves. They're in another stratosphere. Um, you know, kudos to them. I, I got congratulatory notes off to Gino Oriema and his staff after they won you know, their 100th game this past week. And really what he's built there on uh, the dynasty has really been phenomenal. So I think they're in a class of their own. I think then, as you said, you know, there's four or five others. I would venture to say maybe there's about another 10 other institutions. And then there's a tremendous amount of parity when you talk, I, I even say 20 to 100. And so that's where I think the A-10, we've got to get our women's teams competing in that realm so that we are back in the top 10 RPI and then you start chipping away at who's in front of you. A lot of people have said that UConn has been bad for women's basketball. I'm not a person of that view. I think it's been fantastic for it, but how do you view what UConn has been able to do for women's basketball? I, I am with you. I don't view it as bad. I think anytime you have unbelievable success and achievement, whether it's stuff that LeBron James did or Michael Jordan did back in the day. And, and this is a milestone that for any sporting event, whether you're a women's basketball, men's basketball, an NBA is a phenomenal record um, that probably may not ever be broken. So from a sporting, I'm a sports person. I think it's been absolutely all good. 
Um, I do think, though, that the women's championship, like we're doing a new format for our women's championship where our three to eight seeds are going to get to host a first-round game. I think that's really good for the championship and good for women's basketball. And quite frankly, I wish the NCAA tournament would consider that, taking it away from the top 16 seeds and let the top 32 seeds host. That is, is that similar to what the NIT has done, where they allow earlier round mm -hmm. teams to host games here? Is that where you yeah, kind of got NIT that idea from? the NIT does it, and it's tremendously successful. As you know, you get a first-round game at home, and you fill the arena. And just like in pro sports, you know, the NBA, they alternate between home court and then you go to the to the lower seeds court for the next couple of games. And there's a lot to be said about, you know, opening up the championship by spreading it around. And I think it would start to close the gap. I do want to ask you about yourself. How is it that you managed to end up as the Atlantic 10 commissioner? <laughs> That's a good question. I sometimes ask myself that. <laughs> um, I was at the ACC, prior to the ACC, I was at Georgia Tech, and I coached, and I was also there for 17 years, and then I was at the Atlantic Coast Conference as a senior associate for 11. Um, and quite frankly, when the A-10 commissioner job became available, um, you know, I received a lot of calls, and, and they had a firm working, and, you know, we had a great interview process, and I was fortunate to have been offered the job. A great decision on my part was to accept the job. Um, and so it's been phenomenal. It's hard to believe I've been in this position nine years now. So it's all been good. Great schools. Really a great league. Absolutely. And last question here for you as Fordham retakes the court. What have you thought of the game so far that we've been watching here? Actually, I think that both the teams obviously are combating or some challenges with some players out. But I think it's been a good – I think it's been good. I think the crowd certainly has been helping the Rams, um, you know, as far as that's concerned. So – Again, I was talking earlier to your media relations folks. There's no easy night, no easy game Absolutely in the A-10. Not. So both these teams are fighting as if they were fighting for first place in the league. So it's all good. Atlantic 10 Commissioner Bernadette McGlade, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate the time. Thank you. Appreciate it.